Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. And hopefully by the end of this, you're having an even better day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Real quick, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. Also, Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com. And of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. It's Valentine's Day. I got headlines, and we're just going to make love to your ears, okay? That's what's going to happen. Full ear penetration coming your way. I'm going to make that into a promo, and people are going to be like, you're disgusting. And I'm going to be like, well, I'm inside you now. In your ears. Anyway, yeah, like I said, we got headlines coming up. It is Valentine's Day. It's a made-up holiday. But if you forget Valentine's Day for your significant other, you are screwed. When I first started dating my wife a long time ago, I made the the classic mistake of listening to, you know how, I didn't know the rules. Everybody always makes the joke of, you don't have to get me anything, then if you forget, you're in trouble. If you don't get them anything. And th- that's what my then girlfriend, now my wife, That's what she said. You don't have to get me anything. So I was like, sweet. I don't have to get her anything. She is a classy broad. (laughs) I like her. I like her. She's saving me money. But no, that wasn't the case. She wasn't happy. And then her mom was even more upset. And she left a nasty note on my, my truck windshield. And she said, you treat my daughter better. You will get her Valentine's Day gifts. Moving forward, blah, blah, blah. I wish I still had the letter, but she set me straight. She's like, you no, does just because a woman or your significant other says, don't get me anything. If you don't get them anything, you're going to end up on Dateline NBC. How many times do I need to tell this to you, folks? You will end up on Dateline NBC as the victim if you do not follow through. I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm saying, okay? just saying it was a typical valentine's day but the husband of 30 years forgot to get his wife even a fucking card next thing you know he was murdered (laughs) yeah that's what's gonna happen i'm not saying but i'm saying but you know what i'm saying i will say this this random thought popped in my head today because it's valentine's day and you always see these specials uh, you know, it's Valentine's Day special. Like every holiday is tied around a, some sort of sale, like cars and whatever. It's the Easter sales. Like nobody cares about what the what the meaning behind the the uh, holiday is anymore. It's like how can we expose it and make some money off of it? So I thought, you know, if I ran a brothel, stay with me, stay with me on this one. I'd have special deals on Valentine's Day because, you know, the prices for, you know, owning a brothel or, you know, being a pimp, they, they got to be nuts at times. Hey, look, fellas, I wish I could give you a deal here, but my pimps are real ball-like. You know what I mean? So it's $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? <laughs> if you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. I got $4. <laughs> I love beer fest. But it's just funny because I was thinking, do do brothels, do pimps, do they throw deals out there on special holidays? Hey, it's Valentine's Day. 
And then they have like some guy out on the street, like doing some old school uh, uh, advertising for the the cat house or their prostitutes, their their stable of whores. <laughs> they're, they're like blowjobs here, blowjobs get your blowjobs, get your non polished for the low low price of a quarter. They're like, whoa, no need to spank one out on your own. Hand jobs for only a nickel. That's a heck of a deal, kids. I don't know why I'm talking to my kids, but give me your money. Give me, Daddy's got to go. Are you going to get us candy? No, but I'm going to get candy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a horrible father. <laughs> I don't know why I intertwined him being a father, but whatever. Hey, it's reality, folks. Reality. You know what we need to do? Let's wash off the stench of that. Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Just a reminder that I'm fucked up in that. Okay? Hey! <laughs> anyway, speaking of fucked up, Las Vegas thieves stole the Cadillac converter from the Wienermobile. What the fuck? Fuck, is nothing sacred in this world? Are you kidding me? I'm reading the Washington Post this morning. because, Or excuse me, the Huffington Post. I don't even, I, I didn't even tell the truth or lie properly. <laughs> I was, was going to be like, yeah, I constantly am reading these fine articles. And then I stumbled upon the thieves stole the Cadillac converter of the Wienermobile. Oh, my God. My God. So the, I'm going to read from the Huffington Post. The 27-foot hot dog-shaped vehicle was in Sin City for the past weekend for the series events of tied to the Super Bowl weekend. But early on Friday morning, the Wienermobile's catalytic converter was stolen. Stolen it was. But thankfully, a, a group of mechanics got together and they did like a temporary you know, fix on, on the, the catalytic converter and they were able to make their appearance. And now the problem is to get a new catalytic converter. Correct me if I'm wrong, mechanics that, that listen out there, but I believe it's like a month or two back order just to get one because so many dick fucks are stealing them out there. Plus, you know, things are still backed up apparently from COVID or whatever the fuck is going on. Either way, it takes a long ass time to get one of these things. And thankfully, these these group of mechanics were nice enough to lend their time. They saw a wiener in need, and they're like, yeah, we got to step in. <laughs> My God, and a tear coming from his eyes. We saved another wiener. We saved a wiener, the biggest wiener of them all. Todd? No, the wienermobile. Oh, yeah. Todd, too. Anyway, so Toyota Priuses, for example, they're... They're uh, a typical target, according to the Huffington Post. Uh, their converters can be resold for more than $1,000. Fuck, people. Quit stealing shit. Get a real fucking job. Quit fucking over the, the average American. You know, go to a rich neighborhood. Maybe I'll look the other way. Maybe. But get out of my neighborhood. I can't afford to, to replace that shit. Oh, my God, that pisses me off. It did happen in a, in a, I have that next door app and I did see that somebody tried to steal one the other day, uh, you know, around the neighborhood, not directly in my, on my block, but very close by. And that shit pisses me off. Don't be stealing shit. I hate that. It's fucking annoying. 
a German newspaper critic had animal feces smeared on her face in the city of Hanover by a ballet director who apparently took offense at a review she wrote. That is according to uh, the Washington Post. Everything's going to be the Washington Post if I can't can't remember where I got it from. Well, it's fantastic. They're just amazing writers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the hell's wrong with my brain. Mm. You ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> uh, so this is what happened. The the critic critiqued this ballet director in the ballet that he, he directed, obviously. And so the director confronted the critic and then all of a sudden pulled out a paper bag that had dog shit in it and then smeared it in her face. This was a premeditated poop smearing. Are you kidding me? He made a choice to collect the poop, put it in a paper bag, and then bring it with him. And I don't know if he planned on meeting her or if it was kind of a spontaneous thing, because I, I thought I read that it was somewhat spontaneous. If that's the case, he's walking around with a bag of shit with him just in case. Just in case you need it. What's in the bag? It's a bag of poop. Why do you have a bag of poop on, on you know, on your on your person why are you carrying that well just in case just in case of what why do you need a bag of poop well in case i meet that critic who you know critiqued our shitty show oh yeah well man she might not have been too wrong on her critiques i'm guessing if you walk around with a bag of dog shit in a paper bag you probably suck at your job <laughs> take some crit criticism it's fine there's times where I've been critiqued. I don't agree with it, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go find anybody on social media that said something negative to me and I'm going to carry around a bag of dog shit and then I find them be like, you're, you're Todd from, from Fort Collins? Yeah, I am. Hi, I'm DeHuff. Oh, DeHuff, I listen to your podcast all the time. Ah, smearing shit in his face. He's like, I was a fan until this moment. But why did you say those horrible things? It was a joke. By the way, that used to happen all the time. When I worked at the radio station, we had a text line. They still have it. But you could text into the show and say anything you want. No filter, no restrictions. Right? So people would say horrible fucking things. Horrible things. We, I, I think I told you before, there was a time where we had to call the police because a man threatened to kill one of the hosts and his family because he disagreed with his sports take. How fucking ridiculous is that? That shit happens all the time, especially with athletes. They'll, they'll get social media threats all the time. But anyway, so what we would do is you'd, you'd be constantly looking at the text line, especially I would like to do it after we do a bit. So I'd like to see, do people... Were people upset with what I just did? Do they do they have any criticisms, or did they were they happy about it? I really like to see when people are like, dude, you almost made me pee my pants while I was in the car, or I spit coffee all over the computer. Now I'm in trouble. Or people are wondering in my office why I was laughing so hard. Those are the things that we like to see, good and bad. But the it was always interesting to me. When somebody would say something like horrible, I fucking hate you, DeHuff. You're a fucking piece of shit. 
And I'd be like, where the fuck did that come from? And then then I would just respond back. You, If you ever listened and you ever got one of these, sometimes I just didn't know what to say, especially with the negative people. So I would just be like, I love you too. Duh-huh. And on more than one occasion, after somebody said would say horrible things that were just so out of left field, when I would respond back with like, I love you too, and then sign my name, they there was at least uh, I want to say two or three occasions where some the person would respond back with something to the effect of, "Dude, I was just kidding, man. I love you. You do a great job. Keep kicking butt." Like that doesn't even make sense. Why would you do that? Why would you spew horrible, hateful things, and then and then not really mean it? I don't I don't understand that. Or or you just got called out. You're just like, oh shit. They do read these things. Fuck. He's going to find me. I'm not going to reverse, you know, find your phone number and then find your address shit. Anyway, that 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 ballet director, he was suspended for smearing shit on uh, somebody that critiqued his his performance, essentially. It's like, dude, take the criticism. Sometimes life sucks. Maybe you did a shitty job. Learn from your mistakes. Read what her words were and her criticisms and maybe go, there's some truth in it. Maybe it's not all completely true. But shit, man, don't be rubbing shit in somebody's face because they disagree with what you did, you fucking poor sport. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Hey, guess what? The championship, it was just a few days ago. And if you were smart, if you were on the ball, you were locked up with Superbook Sports. Maybe you weren't. That's okay. Guess what? Superbook is going to help you do your best to try to win money. Listen, they're not miracle workers, okay? But they're going to do their best. So Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business. Plus, you can check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. So you can win some money as you download the Superbook Sports Colorado app today. Start betting today. It's really easy. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, Blue Chew is sponsoring the today's podcast. Guys, we need to talk about sex. Yes. Does your penis work? I know it's. I'm being blunt, but you need to know. Maybe it's not working to its the best of its ability. That, that shit happens, especially as you get older. Remember this website, bluechew.com, okay? Bluechew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in a chewable tablet, and it's at a fraction of the cost. So you can take them with you anywhere, day or night. It, it's right there with you, Okay. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you get approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's online, so you don't have these doctor's visits to go to, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at a pharmacy. Plus, when it gets delivered to your house, it, it's, it's in a discreet package. You got to love BlueChew, man. It's awesome. They always say first impressions are important, Okay. What about lasting impressions? If it doesn't work to the best of its ability, that's that's not cool. You don't want that. That's why you got to check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew wants to help you have better sex. 
Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And check this out. For my listeners only, try bluechew for free when you use my promo code DEHUFF at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. It's really easy. That's bluechew.com, promo code DEHUFF, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. Hey, thanks so much to BlueChew for being a great sponsor of this podcast. All right. I got to bring this up because it kind of bugged me. I was watching the Super Bowl the other day, and you see these trailers for new movies coming out. And the new Flash movie, the DC comic movie, it looks exciting, right? But there was so much ruined in that trailer. It bugs the shit out of me. These are things that you could hold on to. And people, when people see the movie in the theater, you're going to be like, my mind is blown. I wasn't expecting that. They let the cat out of the bag that Supergirl is going to be in it. Plus, Michael Keaton is going to be in there in another realm as Batman. And obviously, if you don't know, Batman was played by Michael Keaton back in the day in the in the 90s, and he did a, an, an awesome job at that. But all these these trailers fucking spoil the shit out of the out of the movies. Remember when Endgame came out and it was like this unwritten rule? In fact, people I guess in a sense it was a written rule when you went to see Endgame that you wouldn't spoil it for anybody. Nobody wanted to know that Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man died. They didn't release that, and everybody was kind of hush-hush about what happened in the movie. Why the fuck can't we do that more often? You guys ruined these movies with these trailers, and it bugs the shit out of me. I would have been, I would have, like, shit my pants. No, nah, probably wouldn't. If I shit my pants because I uh, they released, they I'm watching The Flash in the movie theater, and it's like, oh, my God, it's Michael Keaton, and I shit my pants, there's probably something else wrong with me. Okay, there probably is. But that being said, don't put all the good jokes, don't put all the crazy reveals in trailers anymore. Can you stop that? I want to be surprised when I go see a movie. Fuck, man. You guys just get a hard on so much about revealing all these 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 key elements in a movie just so you can get a lot of clicks and a lot of buzz about the movie. Dude, if you just had like like a five second trailer for the movie flash and just didn't reveal Supergirl or Michael Keaton. If you did it right, you, you could, you know, get a lot of buzz around it and you get probably more buzz. Be like, we're not telling you anything. I'm not telling you anything. I'll just say this. It's going to make your head explode in a good way. And then people, you would get that buzz. Be like, they're not even going to give you a 30-second trailer. It's only like 5 or 10 seconds. It's just ridiculous that they do that. We need to stop. Am, am I wrong on that? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Speaking of Batman and Michael Keaton, I was on TikTok, and this lady was interviewing Danny DeVito, and he was strapped up to a lie detector test. This is Danny DeVito when he was handed a picture of Michael Keaton in the Batman costume. Do you think that this Batman? Yes. Is my favorite. Is better. This than... is my favorite. This is Michael Keaton. He was the Batman 
when I was the penguin. Yeah, so we yeah. shouldn't even show the other Batman. No. I don't even know. You what don't even want to look at. Well, our I don't know what they face. look like because they're behind the mask. Well, when they're Bruce Wayne, they take off the mask. Oh, right, but I, I don't. They, don't. They're not. This is the Batman for me. Keaton's the one. Yeah, Michael. Michael Keaton's really good. I, I will agree with that. But to me, the best Batman ever. I'd have to say, it would be. Oh, what's his nuts? From Batman Begins and all that shit. Christian Bale, and then I would have to say the next Batman would be Ben Affleck. Is it Affleck or Affleck? I I don't know why. I I I feel like I'm saying Affleck, and that's that's that stupid insurance company or whatever. But anyway, I say uh, Benifer is number two, but number one is Christian Bale, and then after that, I guess I would say Michael Keaton. But I'm not a huge fan of those old school Batman movies. They're good. They're good. Very cheesy, but good. But anyway, uh, let me know who you think is the best Batman to huff uncensored at gmail.com. It's kind of like the best Superman. A lot of people will say Christopher Reeves. He was really fucking good. But I would have to say, what's his nuts? Uh, Henry, is it? I am horrible with celebrity names. Cavill? I, I think he's the best by far. But then I would say Christopher Reeves is a close second because he just he just he was very similar to Henry in in that sense. But sense, Terry Bradshaw was speaking some truth during Super Bowl week, and while it may rub some people the wrong way, he is telling the truth in a weird, twisted way. Here's Terry Bradshaw. I told Fox if, if I could just die. On the show, <laughs> think about the ratings, right? I mean, we're all not. Are we not about ratings? No, that'd be huge. Not only that, it'd be a huge carryover. Then all the networks would be saying, "Retro Dot on the Fox NFL front." Can you imagine the huge stuff? And maybe I get a statue out front. You know, I don't have a statue. Yet. But I want to do it as I'm. You know. If, if I keep my health together, I love I love what I'm doing. But you do. We all get old, and we, we we're gonna get kicked out. I just you know I'm not looking over my shoulder, but Brady is coming in <laughs> for 37.5. Now he's joking, obviously, tongue in cheek, but in a sense, he's telling the truth because. As somebody that was in the media for so long, for 20 years, there is a weird, twisted glimmer of hope from the higher-ups that would just be like, oh, God, yeah, that would be great. I used to have a program director that was that way. Well, if I mean, it's really good for the ratings if, if uh, something like that, if you had an incident on the air. And that's like, how fucked up is that? Like if you were to have a heart attack on the air and like there's somebody in the background behind the scenes going, God, I can't let anybody know this, but geez, I am rock hard right now. <laughs> this is fantastic. Great for the ratings. I told you that time that when I worked at the radio station that the fire alarm went off and I was running the morning show and it was right around eight o'clock in the morning. Now, the policy is if the fire alarm goes off and you weren't told that it was just a test and to stay in the building, that you needed to evacuate the, the building. 
due to safety reasons. And in that case, since we had a live show, that we would actually put it in the satellite and play the ESPN satellite feed, which is, at the th- I think at the time, it was Mike and Mike in the morning. So that's what we had to do. So I quickly checked my email, and there was nothing from HR saying that, hey, there's going to be a fire alarm test in the morning, so just ignore it and go about your business. So there wasn't. So I told the guys, hey, sorry, we got to... We got to toss to the satellite and we got to go evacuate the building. So uh, we did that. And then like 30 minutes later, something like that, it was like 20, 30 minutes later, we had to go back into the building and then continue on with the show. Well, eight o'clock in the morning is a very big time of the day for ratings for a morning drive show. A lot of people are uh, on the road driving to work. And or they're just getting settled into the office and they're starting to listen at work. I got reprimanded by my boss at the time for doing that. He's like, you should have stayed in the building. He's like, that's our peak ratings. I was like, are are you kidding? I was like, the fire alarm went off. I didn't know if there was a fire. And if the fire alarm goes off, I'm supposed to evacuate the building. He's like, no, you he's all you screwed up. He's all it's way too important for our ratings, for you to leave and and abandon the show. He's all, maybe kick out Ben and you stay in there with the guys. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I I was like, I'm not. (laughs) I was like, if there was a fire and we're staying in there, we die. He's all, well, you should have, you as the producer should have walked around smelling for smoke. And then if you smelled smoke, then you could evacuate. But if you don't smell smoke, then, then you just stay in there. And I'm like, dude, if I go down the hallway looking for smoke and then I'm over on this side of the building, whatever, if I'm dragging my feet and there really is a fire, my escape route along with the other employees could be compromised and we could die. I'm not dying for this company. And he's all, he's, And he seriously looked me straight in the face, and he's like, you're wrong. You shouldn't have done that. He's like, Stokely and Zach, they've stayed in the, uh, and I'm throwing these guys under the bus. I don't care. (laughs) But it's not their fault, to be honest. It's management. And he's like, they stayed during a fire alarm. They didn't, you know, they didn't think twice about it. I was like, well, no offense to them, but they're fucking idiots. I was like, they should have left. And who was telling them to stay? If you're telling them to stay, you're, you're the authority. And you're wrong. We went back and forth. I swear to God, it was one of the longest five-minute conversations I've had with somebody because he did not think he was wrong. And he's like, I'm going to have a conversation with HR about this for you being insubordinate. I said, you enjoy that conversation because I will be waiting here when they come and tell you that you're wrong because I'm not wrong in this situation. And I, I was just like flabbergasted that he he would even stand his ground on that. I was like, that is the dumbest fucking thing I have ever heard. If there is a fire and I'm going, well, it, it's more about, you know, ratings, guys. And then and then and then I die. I'm like, are you fucking serious? So he doesn't say anything to me after that. Then I so I want to say this happened on a Tuesday. On Thursday, we had a. Denver area staff meeting, like a company meeting. 
and I'm sitting up front right next to HR, and she doesn't look me in the eyes, but she's just like, I just want to let everybody know that if the fire alarm goes off and you are in the building and you haven't received an email from anybody in HR saying that it's going to be a test, you must evacuate the building. No questions asked. And I'm like, then I turn and like look at my boss and he's just like, won't look at me in the eyes. I'm like, you fucking dick. I'm not going to die for a company. No person should do that. That shit happens all the time. And you, I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, but you know, he would have been like, could you imagine though, if there really was a fire, oh, the ratings, the screams would be making people tune in. <laughs> and then guess what? We'd be dead. Jesus fucking Christ. Some management is are just scum and shouldn't be in charge of people. That was a situation, a great example of how'd you get the fucking job if you give no shits about your employees? You're just all about the numbers. Oh, that, that grossed me out. He doesn't work there anymore, and that's fine. Hey, this comes in on the mailbag. I wonder if he listens, because <laughs> he's not going to be happy about that. Sorry, dude. It's the truth. We don't need to go through the other shit, do we? <laughs> All right, this comes in on the mailbag. says, hey there, Scott. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for asking, Matthew. Uh, I just listened to your segment about iconic Denver food establishments. First of all, I have been living in the Midwest for the past three years. I, have, I am so sorry for you, Matthew. That is horrible. Anyway, he says, green chili is the number one thing I miss about Colorado. Shout out to Federal Boulevard. I live north and south on that street. And there's good stuff up and down that strip. He's exactly right. A lot of great uh, restaurants in that area. He says, I will say I will say that out of all the joints I heard on the segment, I was a little surprised not to hear about Chubby's. It's not great, but I would never turn down a grilled government cheese with green chili. And uh, what is that? Chicharrones from there. I don't know what that. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. I had a few people that comes from Matthew and Lansing and Matt, like I had a few people say, thank you for not mentioning chubbies. And you kind of said it in, in there. The reason why it wasn't, you said, it's not great. <laughs> Nobody, just because a lot of people know what it is, doesn't mean you should go there before. South Park creators bought uh, Casa Bonita. You might tell somebody to go to Casa Bonita to, to go there for the experience, but you will tell them this, the food is shit. So why would you tell somebody a great place to go eat is Casa Bonita or Chubby's when you're, we all can agree it's shit food for the most part. I'm just saying you kind of said it yourself, Matt. I appreciate you listening. I do. And that came in on dehuffoncensored at gmail.com. If you want to send me a, uh, an, a message, please do so, like Matt did, dehuffoncensored at gmail.com. Maybe you got a story you want to pass along. Sometimes I miss some really good stories, and it pisses me off that I find it, and I'm like, ah, it's kind of dated now. Don't want to do that. If you see something, you want to, you want to pass it along? Listen, if you see something, say something. 
Okay, pass it along to HuffUncensored at gmail.com. I got Rob. Rob sent me a, a message the other day on DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. He said, did you see this shit with um, Russell Wilson and the alleged wrongdoings with the charity where they're paying a shit ton of money towards the, the individuals that work there and a very low amount was actually going to the charity itself? I will tell you this. As somebody that knew somebody that worked at a, a, a very large charity, I was surprised, and I even said something to them about this. This lady was trying to leave the organization, leave the charity, because she just didn't have time to designate to helping them, and they were just asking her to do more and more and more, and she's like, I can't, I, I just don't have time to do this. And so she said, I, I'm sorry, you need to get somebody else, somebody else that has more time to, to devote to this and what you guys need. And they kept throwing bigger and bigger numbers at her to the point where she's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> she's like, it was a lot of money. And this, this organization is a huge organization that, you know, goes around and helps people. Now, it wasn't a number. I want to say there was like millions of dollars between like two individuals for the Russell Wilson thing, something like that. But it's not unheard of. And a lot of times when you have a figurehead like Russell Wilson, he's not aware of the books. He knows that he is promoting it, and maybe it, it, it's his baby that he created. But after a certain point, it gets to the stage of, you're just the figurehead. We're going to take care of everything. Just trust us. And in all honesty, for all that he has going on, being an NFL quarterback and doing other things, making shitty subway commercials, <laughs> all that. He's not looking at the books. So I know it's it's neat to throw hate towards Russell Wilson and his wife and stuff like this, but most likely they were completely oblivious to what was going on. It will be interesting to see what happens with the investigation. If there's a point where they go, listen, he saw what was going on, it's documented, then that's another story. But until then, I'm going to lean on the side of Russell and his wife had no idea what was going on, and I defend them as of right now. But a lot of these, these charities do this shit where they overpay certain individuals a, a shit ton of money. And you're like, well, how can you fucking do that? I mean, that's just taking money away from the charity. But they, they, they do it all the time. And the bigger the charity, the more that shit goes on. We just don't realize it. We're not in that world. If you want to stay anonymous and tell me some wrongdoings that you've maybe seen with some charities, let me know. DeHuffUncensored.gmail.com. I will protect your identity. I will not release your name or any information that you don't want me to. But I know that shit happens a lot. And it's pretty scummy. It's scummy because these charities are set up to help people. And when you find out that people are abusing that, it's just disgusting to me. It's disgusting. Again, if you want to reach out, go ahead and do so. To HuffUncensored at gmail.com. Thanks so much to Matt and Lansing for uh, sending in an e email. 
And even though I didn't put it on the, the rundown, Rob, thank you so much for uh, sending an email as well. Again, to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't. If you're able to, please go ahead and give it a nice review, a nice rating, full full stars, whatever wherever you're at, please. That, that helps me, and it helps just the longevity of this podcast and for us to keep moving forward. That's what we need is stuff like that. So I appreciate you guys if you're able to do it. A special thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. Also, Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com. Make sure you use that promo code DeHuff. And thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. That sounds good. I might head down to, to Blake Street for lunch one of these days. I know Kip and I are planning on doing another video downtown. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I think we just need to go hang out at Blake Street and just get some good food. Anyway, it's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.